0: Good evening. Happy Easter. Happy Passover to you. Welcome to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making relationships the best they can be. I'm Maureen McGrath. I'm your host. I'm a registered nurse. I'm a relationship sex sex therapist, uh, and uh, I host this show. So great to have You're here with me this evening. If this is your first time listening to the show, I welcome you. If not, if you're a returning listener, that's great to have you, as always. Uh, It's a special day today uh, for many faiths around the world, believing that uh, Jesus Christ has risen today. I have been a practicing Catholic all of my life. My faith is a very strong source of strength for me and comfort to me. And I have relied upon that many times in my lifetime. Religious beliefs are that for many people all around the world. And I've always viewed my faith as something very different to religion, however. I've not always agreed, even as a young girl and young woman, with many of the teachings of the Catholic Church. And I I say that without any feelings of guilt, which uh, if you've been raised Catholic, you know what I'm talking about And if you've been raised in in other faiths as well, that guilt is inflicted on many people. And that causes a lot of trouble for people throughout life. Shame as well is another toxic emotion that is subliminally taught at times through some of the religious teachings to some people. Some people absorb it, others don't. Some of the behaviors that I have not agreed with were celibacy, for example, for priests, or that sex is only for procreation inside of a marriage that has been performed inside of a Catholic church. I have a 72-year-old patient who is sexually active and has only ever experienced orgasm once with a man who was, as she says, not very good for her. He was a bad boy because he was not the same faith. He was also a little bit of a devil, apparently. And she was also taught that sex was dirty through religious teachings through her mother. And she says to this age, to this stage, 72, she still thinks of her mother when she is in bed with a man, and that impacts her ability to experience orgasm. I am going to be talking about orgasm tonight. I promise I will. The health benefits of orgasm. A lot of the subjects tonight are based upon your emails. So thank you so much for emailing me, emailing me, sex talk at cknw.com. Um, I've also not agreed with various other religions, especially as they relate to women. Women and girls have been discriminated against for too long in a twisted interpretation of the word of God, at times, not always, but sometimes. And this isn't everybody. There is a view that women are somehow inferior to men, and that is not restricted to one religion or belief. Women are prevented from playing a full and equal role in a many, many religions, and a number of different religions. And the influence doesn't stop at the walls of the church, or the mosque, or the synagogue, or the temple. The discrimination is unjustifiably attributed to a higher authority, and that provides a reason or excuse for the deprivation of women's equal rights across the world. And that has been happening for centuries. There was a time in religion where women actually held the power. And I am going to be talking about power as well tonight power in relationships. But women were actually able to be deacons and priests. Uh, it wasn't till I think the fourth century when things changed. And I was really interested to to read that Jimmy Carter, if you recall, Jimmy Carter, who was president of the United States from 1977 to 81, um, a man of great and uh, great and e- influence, and even greater uh, influence more recently after he uh, was president of the United States he decided recently to sever his ties with the Southern Baptist Convention. He has been a member for 60 years. And he made his decision based upon some of the convention leaders um, quoting a few selected Bible verses, claiming that Eve of Adam and Eve was created second to Adam and was responsible for original sin. Also, they were saying that um, women... Must be subservient to their husbands. That in and of itself is an explosive statement because there are not always husbands. They are also, women, are also pro- prohibited from serving as deacons, pastors, or chaplains in the military service. So the idea that women are subjugated to the whims of men in its lowest states, in its most vulgar and most repugnant, excuses slavery, violence, forced prostitution, genital mutilation and the national laws that omit rape as a crime and that happens in some countries it also costs many millions of girls and women control over their own lives their bodies and denies them worldwide access to education healthcare employment and influence influence excuse me within their own communities It helps to explain why in many countries boys are educated before girls. Why girls are told when and whom they must marry, which can be very detrimental to a woman's life or a girl's life. Many, many face enormous and unacceptable risks in pregnancy because of this inequality, because of this subjugation. Childbirth is also can be disastrous for women, given this discrimination and this prejudice. To that end, I am honored to have on the line with me Sonia and you who has is doing something to change all of this. Hello Sonia. Hi Maureen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So what I was talking about crosses all religions, all faiths, all cultures all around the world and you have been working arduously for a number of years to change this, to honor girls and women, to empower girls and women find their beauty and their power within based on the goddess, the Shakti um, of the Indian culture?
1: Absolutely, Maureen. Um, I have, uh, I grew up in India. I've lived in Canada for about 26 years. Uh, The way women are treated, uh, I think, um, generally, uh, crosses all cultures, all religions. And, uh, you know, they're seen as less than in, um, in various settings. But uh, if we look at our ancient Indian culture, and I think a lot of other uh, religions and traditions as well, um, the mother goddess, the divine energy exists, that has existed everywhere. And, uh, and in Hinduism, a Shakti is the goddess of energy, of creation, and she takes on various forms where when she is enraged and she seeks revenge of, on anyone who's wronged her, she takes the form of Kali. Then there is Saraswati, who is the goddess of uh, creativity and uh, art. So you know, so uh, we decided to honor the various forms of women with the Shakti Awards. This is something that I've been doing for the last um, thirteen years, and it is to also recognize the women among us who. Are, are trailblazers who have uh, risen despite the challenges, despite the adversities that have come their way. Because, you know, I'd always hear about um, the atrocities that were committed against women, especially South Asian women, um, while I was here. And, uh, and I thought, well, there's also a lot of women that are doing amazing things in, uh, in our community. But, of course, the Shakti Awards are not just about South Asian women. They're about all women. And it's an effort that uh, we started, in 2000, and uh, it's in honor of International Women's Day, and we honor, honor and celebrate women.
0: It, it is fantastic, because as you say, many of these women who are being honored, it's not as though that they've had uh, charming lives or charmed lives. Mm-hmm. Things haven't always been easy for them. They have, in mm-hmm. fact, been victims, I don't even like that word, but of some of the religious teachings and cultural teachings and traditions that have gone or around the world and have existed in many places, in many cultures for a long time. So it's not as though they had this charmed life and then did something fabulous. They have actually risen out of adverse circumstances.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, Maureen. And then, and then of course, there's some of them, you know, the younger women who um, have seen that while they were growing up. And so they have, uh, you know, they have challenged traditions. Uh, for example, one of uh, the recipients has challenged uh, just this sense of, you know, her going to, um, getting higher education. And uh, there was this expectation that because she's a mother, she couldn't, or, well, not because she's a mother, but she couldn't do long-distance education. But being a new mother, she there was no way she could attend school without, you know, being at home with the baby, and she wanted to do distance education. So she challenged the entire educational system. So, you know, so these are stories of uh, women that have not only made a change in their own lives, but they are changing the world around us. They're changing society one step at a time.
0: Which is amazing. You know, I was having dinner with some friends recently, and one of the fe- the gentlemen said, one of the friends, guy friends, he said that he grew up with somebody who, um, whose father abused his mother, physically abused the mother, and and he just thought that was normal. And then until he went away on vacation with another family, and mm. when the mother was sort of what he thought out of line, and the, that father didn't smack her. He was just like, what's this? What, aren't you going to do anything? You know, what's going on here? And I think he was about 12 years old when he realized that that wasn't normal. So we we learn what we live
1: absolutely, growing absolutely. up. And it's up to us to make that change. You know, it's up to us to show that what is empowerment? I mean, for us as part of the Shakti Society, Uh, empowerment is about bringing about change in a positive way, uh, and about giving women that voice. And, you know, we're not just about women, we're also about families, about children, anyone who is underprivileged, who, who doesn't feel like an equal, it is about giving them that voice to speak out. And, uh, you know, we feel most empowered when we help others and we bring about change.
0: Absolutely. And when we share our stories, we help uh, other women and girls as well, because yes. li- life hasn't been easy for for many, many people in the world. Well, thank you so much. And I'm honored to be the MC of that event on Friday night.
1: Yes, Maureen, thank you so much for agreeing to do that. It is going to be a fabulous event where you know, we are honoring women in the community. We're giving out 13 Shakti Awards, uh, to women. And, you know, it's a very democratic process. People nominate women that they have seen in the community making a difference. And then our selection committee picks the recipients. So it's a, it's a grand affair. You know, it's a celebration. So, uh, you know, we, and it's a fundraiser for our society so that we can continue to do work. And some of the work that we do is, we hold community cafes on uh, violence against women, where we give people to come out and talk about their views, and some of them are opposing views, and we welcome that, because that's how we learn and grow. Absolutely. And, and then, you know, we do wellness days, uh, so we do a lot of work in the community, and so this is um, our effort to raise funds, but also to celebrate women, and it's going to be... a. a- fantastic
0: affair. Oh I'm really, I'm very much looking forward to the event. I'm really excited about it and uh, I'm really excited to wear some of the new Indian Risham Kuchar fashion as well that uh, will be demonstrated that night. So I I love fashion, I love clothes. (laughs) I'm really excited about my dress anyway and and also uh, being very honored to be a part of this so because it it aligns with a lot of my values and uh, it's going to be a great party, great time. So if people would like tickets, how do they get tickets?
1: Uh, they can call me um at 604 307 8796.
0: Okay. <laughs> You're sure about that? <laughs> is there a way online? Sorry, I should have. Well, yeah,
1: I know. And you can also go on our um, on our website which is uh shaktisociety.com so that's s h a k t i society. Yes. Dot
0: com. Okay, that's fantastic. Well, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Sonia. I look forward to seeing you on Thursday, actually, for the dress rehearsal sure. on Friday. Uh,
1: absolutely, Maureen. And I guess people can call you as well. If they need more information, you can uh, give them some more information
2: They
0: well. sure can call me. And uh, why doesn't somebody call me, and I will um, purchase a ticket uh, for somebody for that uh, night. Really? So if somebody wants to come, you can give me a uh-huh. call, 604-280-9898, on your cell, and I will... Uh, you will be my guest (laughs) at the Chateau Society that night. Okay? Okay, that's great. All right, take care. Thanks so much. Thanks, Maureen. We'll Uh, see you soon. All right, take care. So um, anyway, that's interesting to empower women. I think it's great when we we have these events and what changes lives and influences lives and and empowers people. And you know what? When I come back, we're going to talk a little bit about power and based upon an email that I received, I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. That is the Celtic Boys singing a cappella. Uh, amazing Grace, one of my favorite songs. And it's amazing. Get it, if you get a chance, go on to YouTube and um, watch that. There's about five or six of them, and one of them is about 17 years old. He's got an amazing voice, voice of an angel, uh, but a much more mature voice as well than one would expect. So we are talking about power. Oscar Wilde said, everything in the world is related to sex, except for sex. Sex is about power. I never said that. (laughs) I've repeated that on many occasions. Um, And I get criticized for saying that, and and especially when I do not credit Oscar Wilde, because I might forget. Um, But sex is related to everything, as is this show. There's no subject that is really off limits because it, if it doesn't relate to sex, it relates to sexuality or intimacy or power within the relationship or your health or your self-esteem or sexual self-esteem. So this show is, through this show, I try and educate so and inform so that people can make their own decisions and their own choices in life. Because I feel that when we make our own choices and it's based on self-confidence and accurate information... You make the healthiest choices and you live the best life. This is not a rehearsal. This is it. This is your time. You know, why would you look back on in life and say, I wish I had done it this way. I, I wished I'd enjoyed my time in the bedroom. I wished I didn't bicker constantly with my partner. I wished I'd enjoyed those moments. I wished I'd gone kayaking on that beautiful sunny day why not just do it? Live in the moment. There are certain things in life you need. It's difficult to live with regret because uh, regret is also challenging on our soul. So I received this email, and this is not an uncommon sentiment in an email that I receive, and it's largely why I talk about sexual desire and sexual self-esteem and education around sexuality and Intimacy, and the importance of connection. Hi, Maureen. Just listening to your show on Audio Vault today on March 29th. I've been living with my wife who has had little or no sexual desire for 20 years. She is at the point where she does nothing during sex, and my drive still has a spark. That spark is slowing, being extinguished, and I have tried everything over the years, including your topic tonight, which was last week, Ashley Madison. Never did anything with it, or did I try to meet anyone? Fear? I don't know. She won't go to counseling. She won't take anything that would enhance her sexual desire and has always put roadblocks to a great sex life. Many years ago, she even asked me if I could do something to eliminate my sexual desire. Although I haven't asked her, I don't think she would have an issue if we eliminated sex completely and I had an out-of-marriage sexual relationship. Thought I'd check with you to see if you had any suggestions. I did go to a counselor a few years ago. She said it was sad and thought separation was the only solution. Still have kids at home, so that has kept me from leaving. Thank you for your great advice, which I haven't given yet, and show. This is a really interesting uh, question and a way to live, actually, and 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 a challenge. There's must be so much that thought and... Ideas and culture and upbringing. There must be so much that this husband, gentleman, father, uh, has brought to this relationship. It's there's a huge imbalance of power here. I don't necessarily agree that separation is the only answer. I do think counseling will be helpful, but this screams power imbalance, and. I talk. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I've certainly talked about it a lot. And I've mentioned it to many friends about the teenage love theory. That is the theory of, remember when you were a teenager and you liked somebody and he didn't like you or she didn't like you? And then all of a sudden you forgot about them and you didn't like them and then they liked you or a boyfriend broke up with you. And the more you cried about it or whined about it, the less he liked you. So it's that human nature thing. We always want what we can't have. But... I want to base uh, the next segment because we're going to have to go to break um, about power and power shifting and and respect because it has to do with respect as well uh, when I come back. And I'll also answer some other emails. Anyway, I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. That is the Celtic women singing one of my favorite songs, You Raise Me Up. And that's important because parenting is a probably if you do it right or well there's no right way to do it but if you do it well it is one of the most challenging and rewarding jobs ever if you're just joining me i i'm talking about power in relationships based on an email that i received that of a man who's been married for 20 years and his wife has no sexual desire it bring, it goes back to parenting how your parents relationship was, how they dealt with problems, was there cheating outside of the marriage, because typically if there was, there's a good chance that you're going to cheat as well. Um, So how your parents' relationship was, what you put up with, if you put up with a cheating wife or husband, your children are going to put up with a cheating wife or husband as well. So these things we have to really look at. If If your parents were never intimate, we're never hugging, kissing, showing their love for one another. You're going to bring that to your relationship. And so those are things one needs to address. But this email where he has spark, as he says, still has sexual desire, and she has none. She has even, in fact, asked him uh, if there was some way he could eliminate his sexual desire. Um, but it also says to me about power. We teach treat people how to treat us. And I think it's sexual desire, intimacy, sexuality is, an, is a need, is a biological need. It is very healthy for people. Um, there's so many aspects in a relationship when one is not having sex with the other. You have to look at the dynamic and what power dynamic the relationship has. Is there some big built-up resentment over time? is there something and and then again communication is is key is there a, a mental illness or a chemical imbalance is there are there medications is there a medical condition is there uh, a shame is there a religious or cultural background that contributes to low sexual desire. I've actually heard from women of varying cultural backgrounds. They will say to me, I am such and such, they'll name it, and then they'll say, none of us like sex. And I'll say, none of you? <laughs> no, none of us. So these these messages are taught to women. There's so many women that have been told that sex is dirty. How can you enjoy something if you've been told that sex is dirty? Sex is beautiful. I'm here to tell you that on this little sex show. Um, but when you live with somebody who has the complete dominant power over you, they on some level know that. And they know that you are never going to leave them. In this particular case, this email that I just read to you before the break, your wife knows you are not going to leave. You're not going to leave for a number of reasons. You are blaming it on your children. But are you actually teaching your children the right uh, thing in life? Many couples split up. Many parents uh, divorce and, and can they can be better parents together. They can co-parent better together than they can be in the bedroom together. Um, I know of many situations where one had the power over. There was one uh, couple I saw where the man, they, they started going out and they decided to have an open relationship, which they did for a year. And he was thrilled. He said he sowed his wild oats. It was fantastic. And and she wanted to be monogamous, and she was monogamous. And then, after about a year, they decided to be monogamous. And about two months into that, he got a phone call from his girlfriend who said to him, uh, I have to tell you something, I've been cheating on you. And he completely lost it. <laughs> he totally broke down and lost it. And because the power had shifted, he she hadn't done that for a year, and he never thought she would do that. And... You know, I also have to ask the question, does your wife respect you? Uh, speaking to the emailer who emailed in about his wife has absolutely no sexual desire and they basically lived in a sexless marriage for 20 years. It's, it's about respect. So we teach people how to treat us. She knows she has you. She knows you're never going to leave. And you're probably not going to leave. And uh, anyway, uh, to that end, I'll continue on that. But um, at the moment, I have Ula on the line. Hi dear. Hello. Hello. Are you? Good. How are you?
2: I'm doing just great. Oh good. What can I, do you have a question? Well, I don't have a question. I just have something to say. In order to have good sex, you have to love the man too, or the woman. You have to have some romance in there. Without a romance, there is no good sex, right?
0: Not necessarily. (laughs) I have to disagree with you on that one. (laughs) Without the romance, there can be... You don't always have to have romance, Hula. Sometimes you can have great sex, and you can have a sexual attraction, uh, a chemical explosion, but there's been no romance prior to that, and uh, you can just meet on that level. Are you there? I'm here. Oh, okay, there you are.
2: Yes. I was married for 41 years, Mm -hmm. but my husband was never a romantic man, and uh, I've never had love when I was a child. The parents never showed you love, right? So I was always seeking the romantic part in a man, Mm -hmm. and he didn't have it, but he was a very, very good husband. He did everything for me except this one thing was missing, and I missed it all my life. And that was the romance.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. But some people can have romance, and you can you can also think, oh, this is the nicest uh, man in the world, or you know, and they can be very romantic, but there can be no sexual attraction, no chemistry.
2: I I tried everything. I I made wonderful baths, and I said, you know, gave him notes on everything, and he would say you know I love you. Do I have to show it all the time? (laughs) Yes, I said you do. That's what makes me, you know, want want you in bed,
0: right? Right. But many people can have lots of problems. So they can have built up resentment over time. There can be an imbalance in in something as simple as the household chores. Um, There can be just annoying behaviors. There can be low self esteem because somebody's father never accepted them. Or there can be they they may feel as though there's an imbalance of financial power, there's financial control. So sometimes if a a woman makes more money than the man, there can be the man can feel badly about that. Yes. And they can feel badly about themselves and then they can get low self esteem and they can be negative and pessimistic. I mean I don't know what this fellow is like You know, is he a a total downer Mm -hmm. to live with? You know, there's there's so much. Mm -hmm. Um, So and and you've got to ask the question, why would he remain in this relationship? Uh, And, you know, when separation was advised to him, not that I agree with that. I think there's, you know, marriage and relationships are hard work. Always
2: takes two.
0: You need to talk about sometimes it. Sometimes three. No. Uh, <laughs> I said sometimes it takes three. A, yeah. But what I mean by that is often... and some... not on talk to somebody who can help you. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> My three... Is... <laughs> that's fun. Okay. Okay. No. years? My three is that, and research supports this, actually, women are not as happy with being monogamous as men are. Men are happy generally. Not all men generally Um, are happy with one person they're they're happy to uh, have their sexual needs met with one person over time but women actually prefer variety over time and it's women who get more bored in the bedroom so two ways to add that third person into the relationship maybe in a healthy way maybe not Um, but if somebody else is after your man if you're a woman it, that will increase desire, sexual desire, in women. So the fa- the mere fact that even if you he's driven you crazy for the last three years or whatever you've been together fifteen years, um, if somebody comes along at a party and is flirting with him and you know is making advances to him, that's your territory, and women will often respond and their sexual desire will increase. It's transient, but but it's help. The other way is they often say women have affairs. To Men have affairs to remain in a marriage and women have affairs to leave, but often both, if they're having affairs or going outside of the marriage, they will come home and they will be happier, they will be more creative in the bedroom, they will be easier to live with, and that can increase sexual desire as well. So one healthy way, one unhealthy way, I'm not promoting anything, I'm just telling it like it is. <laughs> But, Ula, thank you so much for your call. Okay, so um, yeah, so the th- that email is just rife with so much it's difficult to uh, answer it all in one show. But I did want to read another email that I received last week. Uh, where is it? <laughs> okay, <laughs> this one. I love feedback. Feedback is a gift. Uh, hi, Maureen. Listen to your show Sunday night all of the time and find it quite entertaining. However, I would like to say every week you bring up a topic at the beginning of the show, but rarely get around to talking about it at all. I find it hard to take you seriously when you are laughing and flirting so much with the male callers. It is one thing to laugh once in a while, but when you do it, constantly it can be annoying. Thank you, Aaron. And Aaron just said, just saying. So thanks, Aaron, for your email. I appreciate the feedback. You're absolutely correct. Uh, in the last few weeks, the number of callers has increased exponentially. And yeah, they happen to be more male callers than female callers. I did note that you didn't say any of them were flirting with me. Um, and that's what we do to women, typically. Well, let's bring her down. Um, so... Uh, I mean, I don't know if they were or weren't, but I will say, yes, I'm guilty. I'm an insatiable flirt. You're absolutely correct. And this coming through the airwaves underscores just how bad of what I am. But I will have taken your uh, feedback and will carry on with the show's uh, topics that I discussed. So I am going to get to, uh, I am going to, probably going to have to get to this next week, um, ovarian cancer, because I did promise last week that I would talk about that. Um... And But when I come back, I am going to talk about how orgasm is important to your health. Yes, once again, based on an email I received. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. That's Katie Lang, and I think she has one of the purest female voices out there. And I'm Maureen McGrath, and you're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. We're talking about power in relationships, and I have Stuart on the line. Hello, Stuart. There. How are you?
3: Good. How are you?
0: Fine, thank you. Happy Easter.
3: <laughs> uh, same to you. Thank you. Well, my question is, uh, I've uh, been in relationships, and uh, it, it always boils down to where uh, they have been uh, abused in, in one form or another, and it, it kiboshes the, the end result. Uh, you know, been kicked to the curb because I've been uh, too nice to them. And they can't take it. And I don't know how to uh, uh, deal with uh, meeting somebody that's really true. And, you know, I don't know what to say. But
0: huh? So the women that you've been with have been physically or sexually or emotionally abused? The big
3: threes, yeah.
0: The big threes. Okay. Yeah. Which is, you know what? It, it underscores how damaging and devastating abuse is and the impact it will have all throughout a woman's life and especially it will impact her sexually or uh, as it relates to intimacy
3: yeah absolutely yeah
0: yeah so it's a challenge because those women generally will need some help to process what they've been through, and they actually need to go through a grieving process and, and to be told or validated that it's that it's abnormal and to learn to trust. Of course, it's very difficult to trust in a relationship and be vulnerable and let yourself go if you are waiting for a trigger or something to happen because something has always happened in the past.
3: Yeah, I found that they uh, want to sabotage a relationship.
0: A lot of self-sabotage occurs, absolutely, that they feel they're not good enough or they don't deserve this. Such a good person. Uh, I'm going to trust you on that. Um, and, and so they, because they're undeserving, they will ruin it because perhaps that's how they were raised. Or, um, you know, I've heard many, many people say they don't deserve goodness. Everybody deserves goodness in life. Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely,
0: yes. Yes. Uh so it you know getting to know somebody and talking to them about them understanding their history may help. Um, you know it's it, it's difficult depending on the uh, on the women that you meet. Yeah, yeah.
3: I just seem to be in, involved in in, in in girls that that, that have, I don't I don't I don't seek it out, but it just seems funny that.
0: Well, you make an interesting point because I actually think Stuart, you you have to look at yourself. If this is a pattern that's happening to you. You must look at yourself and say, "Why is this happening to me? What is it about me that I'm attracting this type of person mm-hmm. and you have to be really honest with yourself and and honestly say what uh what, you know is it do i why do I want to be so nice to people why do i why do I have this desire to please am, am I a people pleaser I don't know I don't know you Stuart but uh, and you know what is it in in your background or upbringing or education or way or beliefs that that says, I have to be so nice, and therefore, I'm not gonna be able to be in a relationship. We have to be, have self-respect, and have some boundaries and limits.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm the one that always help, helps out that wounded puppy dog. And, uh,
0: <laughs> and, exa- and you know what, that may be the ticket for you. That may be the answer that says, why, why is it that I have to be the hero? Why do I have to be, always have to be the savior in the relationship? Just look deeper within yourself. Really easy to blame other people, and I'm not saying you're blaming other people, but to say, you know, these women come along and they're abused and then they self-sabotage and it's over. So much more difficult to look at yourself and say, what is it about me?
3: Very good point.
0: Why am I attracting that kind of person? Uh, Thank you very much. You are very welcome. Thanks for your call. Okay, so back to a little uh, power in relationships, I guess. Uh, anyway, here's another email that I received. Thank you so much. I do love your email, cknw.com. You can always call me 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. But here is the email from Dawn. Hello, Maureen McGrath. Listen very carefully. I'm saying this first before I read this. Please listen very carefully to Dawn's words, especially his first two sentences. Hello, Maureen McGrath. I hope you're doing well. Occasionally, I listen to your program on CKNW for short periods, and I have yet to understand how it relates to sexual health. A case in point was the discussion on pornography last night and your rather cavalier attitude toward this ever-growing and ever-imprisoning form of entertainment. As someone who advocates for human rights, including women who suffer violence, I am flamoxed that you would ever countenance such explicit material, knowing how degrading and objectifying it is to women and how so many of its participants are exploited and abused in the process of the making of the material. Additionally, there is an ever-growing psychological, emotional health concern with children who have been exposed to this wasteland and the ensuing damage it causes. Though it must be difficult to appeal to everyone who listens to your show, I do think that more discussion needs to take place along the lines of moral guidelines and sexual practices rather than abiding by the simple adage, if it feels good, do it. Well, I don't really like getting, first of all, getting back to those uh, two sentences, the beginning to open the line, the, the email with, I hope you're doing well, brings me in, oh, this is a nice guy. Oh, that's very nice of him. Next line. This is where he takes me down. Occasionally, I listen to your program on CKNW for short periods, and I have yet to understand how it relates to sexual health. Dawn, I am a big fan of the art of war, and that is a tactic straight out of the art of war. Bring her down. Weaken her so that then I can take her out. Then I can offend her. But I'm not offended by your statement. I feel that it is uh, ill-informed. If a dog is barking at the moon... It doesn't mean that there's a problem with the moon, is what I have to say for starters. Sex is very important, and as I explained earlier in the program, sexual health is important for a healthy life and a healthy lifestyle. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to get into this too deeply because the, the show is closing and coming to the end, and, but I would like to say that if you go to your doctor... Um, and have a problem with uh, sleeping, for example. You're not sleeping. You're ruminating at night before you go to sleep. You're strategizing. You're planning the next day, worrying about something that occurred during the day. You got something on your mind, and you can't shut her down. And you may go and complain about this to your doctor. In the 10 minutes that you're allowed to see a GP these days with one problem, You may be getting chronic infections or general malaise or feeling under the weather and you can't really figure this out. Well, I get a lot of that in my clinical practice over at Crossroads Clinic. And something that I will advise to one group of of patients is to increase, to value sleep, number one. Because when you are not sleeping, you are at greater risk. Your immune system is weakened and you are at greater risk for catching those infections so if you go to a doctor you might get prescribed a sleeping pill like Zopiclone, for example is pretty popular the other blue pill well that'll put you to sleep but it won't keep you to sleep you might get trazodone or if you put on an antidepressant but there's some other ways and one of those ways happens to be a sexual health way which is uh shutting her down at night basically doing being mindful and actually having sex doing some conservative lifestyle measures uh Diet, walking, rational thinking, meditation, not medication, because porn and sex with yourself or someone else is evidence-informed. There's research to support that that will actually help you to sleep better, and that will help you to be healthier. So thank you for your email. I do hope that I have answered your question, at least touched upon it a little bit. But unfortunately, the show is coming to an end, like great sex often does, often it comes uh, to an end too quickly, but uh, I do want to mention wh- uh, mention again the Shack Tea Society Gala on April tenth, this Friday night, five thirty p.m. at the Aria Banquet Hall on uh, Patola Road in Surrey, one two three five zero. On May 19th, I'll be the co-chair and presenter at the Autonomic Symposium, the third annual Autonomic Symposium at ICORD International Collaboration on Repair Discoveries. I also want to say that porn is really important for people who have spinal cord injuries, who do not have partners, who have MS, who have Parkinson's disease, and many of the other neurological disorders done um, that occur a- along the life uh, across the life. Um, and this is, there's many, many people that porn is helpful for. No, I'm not suggesting that we, uh, in any way support abuse of women. Nonetheless, on that day, I'll be talking about vaginal health, intimacy, and sexuality. On May 25th, I'm heading up to Whistler to present with Dr. Adrian Wagg, a world-renowned geriatric practitioner and continence expert at the BC Care Providers Association. Then I'll be at Whistler the next week and talk about perimenopause, vaginal health, menopause, intimacy, and having great sex at the Every Woman BC events. It's a weekend event at the Nita Lake Lodge, and I love going there every year. So you can get your tickets to that online as well. I'm coming to Cloverdale twice in June, once on the 18th, and then again on the 27th at the annual Lifestyle Show in Cloverdale. Go to my blog, -blog backtothebedroom-blog.ca. Thank you so much to Chad Brewhog, the technical director here, who's uh, uh, done a great job, as always, tonight on the program. Anyway, until next week, have a sexually healthy week. I'm Maureen McGrath, and you've been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.